Isaiah 30. And in so doing, we're going to prepare our hearts for communion. Isaiah 30, verse 1 to 3, and then 15 to 18. It says there, Woe to the rebellious children. Now, by the way, I'm not reading this to you, saying that this is you. This is reading the verse, okay? Woe to the rebellious children, says the Lord, who take counsel, but not of me, who devise plans, but not of my spirit, that they may add sin to sin, who walk to go down to Egypt and have not asked my advice to strengthen themselves in the strength of Pharaoh and to trust in the shadow of Egypt. Therefore the strength of Pharaoh shall be your shame and trust in the shadow of Egypt shall be your humiliation. Go with me to verse 15. For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest, you shall be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. But you would not. And you said, No, we will flee on horses. Therefore you shall flee. And we will ride on swift horses. Therefore those who pursue you shall be swift. One thousand shall flee at the threat of one. And at the threat of five you shall flee. Till you are left as a pole on the top of a mountain. As a banner on a hill. Another translation says left as a tree stripped of its branches. Therefore, the Lord will wait that He may be gracious to you. In other words, when you return in your heart, when you return, then He will be gracious to you. Therefore, the Lord will wait that He may be gracious to you. And therefore, He will be exalted that He may have mercy on you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are those who wait for Him. In other words, God is just and He waits for us to be dependent on Him and then His grace is poured out. Just jump to the next chapter, 31. Just the first verse, it says, Woe to you who go down to Egypt for help and rely on horses, who trust in chariots because they are many, and in horsemen because they are very strong but who do not look to the Holy One of Israel, nor seek the Lord. The Lord is very jealous for our hearts. The Lord is very jealous for the affection that is due to His name. And He wants you and me exclusively. He wants our hearts to be sold out to Him. 
He wants the passion of our lives to be living for the sake of His renown, living for the sake of His glory. He wants our hearts to be sold out to Him. And here it says, going back to chapter 30, verse 15, it says, in returning, another translation says repentance, in returning and rest you shall be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. You've got to agree, that's a beautiful scripture. Amazing how the Lord caused people to write His Word, many different authors over many hundreds of years to write His Word. But there's some passages of Scripture in the Bible that stand out for me. This is one of them. I love this passage of Scripture. The context of this story is that God's people, Judah, were negotiating for an alliance with Egypt to fight together against Assyria. So here God's people are wanting to have an alliance with Egypt to fight together against another nation. But this was not God's plan. Judah was seeking advice from everyone except God. And here the prophet Isaiah was warning them. And he was speaking out. He was lashing out against their actions. He was lashing out against their plans. God warned Judah that turning to Egypt for help would not save them. Now today... How can we apply this to our hearts? What can we learn this morning out of it? And I believe that we can learn a couple of things. One of them is that when we face challenges in our lives, when we face something of a crisis in our lives, we tend to actually look everywhere else for help except actually running to the Lord. The Bible says that he's a strong tower, that we need to run to him. I don't know if it's just human nature or what it is, but I think generally most of us, we tend to scramble for all sorts of solutions that we can come up with. And that's exactly what these people were doing. Judah was scrambling for a solution. And God said to them, no, I want you to come and return to me And in quietness and in rest will be your strength, will be your salvation. Perhaps God never wants His children to be running around with like a chicken with the head cut off. God wants us to be in the peace of the Lord. Yes, God does provide emergency help when we are in a crisis. But you know, God would far rather be your continual guide through life that would maybe in many instances be able to navigate you away of a crisis that you don't need to get into through your own ideas. God wants to continually lead you. Yes, He will help you out in a crisis if you run to Him and you haven't been focusing on Him up until that point, but So much better to allow Him to be your continual guide. It says in Isaiah 58 verse 11, The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought. He will strengthen your bones. You shall be like a well-watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. But take note, it says the Lord will guide you continually. These people won't align God to lead. The prophet was even speaking. They didn't want to listen. 
Another thing we can learn is that sometimes we try to speed up God's plan and we're hasty. Rather, we should realize that God's timing and plan for your life is perfect. His timing is impeccable. His timing is spot on. I remember a guy came to our youth years ago to come and speak to us, and he had traveled with a really powerful man of God in America and learned a lot from him. And he came to speak to us at the youth one night, and he said, you know what? The enemy wants you not to be in step with God. He wants to either hold you back so that you're out of God's timing, or he wants to push you so far forward that in any case you're out of God's timing because you're running so far ahead. But you know what? God's timing is impeccable in our lives. God's timing is perfect. God's timing is spot on. If I think of how the Lord led us to launch out and plant Choose Life Church, His timing was perfect. And how it dovetailed perfectly in terms of this place becoming available for us, His timing was perfect. God wants you to stay in step. These guys, excuse me, they were being pushed around and by their own desires, by their own fears, and God wants you to stay in time with Him. Another thing we can learn from this passage is that only God can save us. We need to rely on Him in quietness and in trust. We can be peacefully confident that He will give us strength. Maybe where you are at today, you're feeling mighty low. But you can be peacefully confident that the Lord your God is there to save. The Mighty One will surely show Himself strong. Proverbs 3 verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all you do and He will show you which path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord, turn away from evil. Then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. In quietness and rest will be your strength. Here it says you'll have strength for your bones. And just one little example is that a few years ago, Mandri and I really had a particular motor vehicle in mind that we were keen on. And we put a little picture of this on our fridge. Some of our friends knew that we were really wanting this particular vehicle and we just liked it. We thought this is going to be great for the family. This is going to be a great family vehicle. And We knew it was a little bit heavy on fuel, but ah, didn't bother about that. And We knew it was a high hijack risk vehicle and a high insurance premium vehicle, but we didn't worry too much about that. We, we had our minds set on something and and we were going out for this. But, you know, that picture was on our fridge for a long time, and our hearts were set on it, but nothing was happening. We were saying, God, we really want this motor vehicle. Wouldn't you provide it? And eventually, we got to a place of frustration. And then the Lord turned our prayer, and we started to pray, Lord, would you give us the right vehicle for us? Would you give us the one that is best for us, the one that we can afford, 
the one that will be best for our family life and all of that, would you give us the right vehicle? And it was after we prayed that prayer, when we kind of came to a place of quietness and rest, and say, okay, God, now not what I want, but what would you like to provide for us? What would be best? Very soon thereafter, probably about two months later, the Lord provided us with the right vehicle. And it was much cheaper on fuel. It was comfortable and spacious. I'm still driving the car today. The insurance was about a third of what the other vehicle would have cost, just simply because it was a a high-risk type of vehicle. And God knew what we needed, but we had to come to a place of not resting in our own understanding. God wants us as His people to be dependent on Him, not to rest on our own understanding. A last thing that we can learn from this passage is that instead of relying on partnerships, systems, institutions, government, or even other people, our confidence should be in Him. Maybe you are relying on your partner in business and saying, this guy has got connections and if only his deals will come through or his connections will come through, then we will have this for the business or then that will come through. But you know what? That man, that woman is only so strong. But God is far more powerful. He holds the worlds in his hand and he is the one that we should put our trust in. We can lay aside our effort and allow Him to act. We can trust in Him. We can return to Him. Communion team, would you please come forward? Those of you that are specifically part of the team, would you please come forward? And as they are, I just want to read the same verse, verse 15, in three different versions. It says in the Good News Bible, Come back and quietly trust in me. Then you will be strong and secure. It says in the Message Version, Your salvation requires that you turn back to me and stop any silly effort to save yourself. Your strength will come from settling down in complete dependence on me. The Amplified Bible says in returning to me and resting in me, you shall be saved. In quietness and in trusting confidence shall be your strength. Folks, communion is a wonderful opportunity of returning. These words return to me. And I'm not talking about necessarily a need for repentance. I'm I'm talking about in our hearts returning right now. As we enjoy being around the Lord's table, as we have communion together, it's a time of returning. Now I'm going to ask the communion team, would you please begin to serve right now? And uh, as the bread and the cup is passed by you, just to mention that if you have not committed your life to Jesus, then please don't partake of communion. Just pass the bread and the cup on. But if you are saved, 
then I encourage you to partake. And if we can get that song ready again, if we can bring the screen down, please. We're going to play the song again as it's been served. Please.